Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we will discuss with industry experts on how to create wealth and build passive income from apartment buildings, self-storage, mobile home parks, and much more. Here is your host, Jonathan Way. Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Way, and I'm the founder of Grayson Capital Group, my investment firm. If you're interested in passively investing with us, please visit graystonecapgroup.com and join our investor network. Okay, and now on to the show. Hello, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Yes. Today we have Ruben Isgalov, and he has over a decade of real estate industry acquiring, flipping, developing, financing over 500 million worth in real estate. Ruben has quickly become a renowned real estate expert, speaker, guide for many professionals in the industry. The most successful time Ruben's career was during 2009 financial crisis. During this time, he bought, fixed, and sold distressed properties, which showed his determination in both bullish and bearish markets. After using private money, financing himself, and increasing innovation of desperately needing private lending space, we had a co-founded We Lend LLC, the private lending platform. Okay, great. So you created a private lending platform called We Lend LLC. Is that correct, Ruben? That's correct. That's correct. Okay, great, great. So let's talk about, let's go back in time about this financial crisis and how you saw a need for private lending. Yeah. So please, yes. please share us with that. For sure. So, you know, we, we have very humble beginnings. We came to the U.S. in the 90s and, you know, it's the, the ultimate American dream where, you know, you come with very little and you strive for nothing but great and the best. Um, you know, at 13 or 14 years old, uh, one of my cousins who was buying and selling real estate by door knocking asked that I actually go with him from door to door because it was easier for a 13-year-old to get a door open versus, you know, a 40-year-old or a 30-year-old, what have you. And it definitely worked. You know, it, it, it gave me the exposure I needed to the, uh, to the real estate space, uh, got the taste of real estate and felt like that's really the only way to build wealth and, and to be able to, to grow our American dream. Um, you know, fast forward a little bit, uh, went to law school and while in law school, I was buying, selling, flipping, developing real estate because there was a lot of opportunities out there, right? We were able to negotiate with sellers that were in distress, not only uh, physically, but, but financially on, on the real estate side. Uh, we were able to negotiate great terms, able to buy those properties, uh, add value to them, and then ultimately either keep them in our, in our portfolio or flip them, you know, the only way that we were able to do that is through private lending and financing, right? You know, if you're trying to do 10 deals on a monthly basis, there's just enough, there's just so much cash that you can have to be able to do that. So the only best way to do it is through the power of leverage. You know, we met a, a private lender. And when I say private, I mean, this is the old school private guy. You know, he was in his late 60s, early 70s, driving a Mercedes, going from property to property, you know, giving you 150% terms. Uh, fi financing rather, but the terms were egregious, right? I mean, at that time, I was paying 15% and four, sometimes even five points. So 15% wow. annually and four to five points. And, wow. you know, when I tell my borrowers today, our rates are as low as 7.99, you know, with two points. Um, some some borrowers, they, they want to negotiate that even further. And I just tell them, look, you know, when I was in, in your space and buying and selling myself, I was paying 15%. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you're in a great, great, uh, you have great terms from us, but nevertheless, he was an old school kind of guy. If he was on vacation and he was away for two months, or if he was got a bit hospitalized or what have you, there was no accessing him. And as a result, there was no financing for me. You know, he was, he didn't even have an email address. So tomorrow, if I needed an extension, if I needed a construction draw, 
And he wasn't around again. I had no way of getting my construction draw. I had no way of getting an extension. I had no way of getting a payoff. And I felt like, you know, this is not the way an active real estate investor or hard money lender should be operating. And I felt like there's a lot of value that we can add, just like we were adding to the properties that we were buying. There's a lot of value that we can add to this real estate and uh, private lending space. And that's exactly what we did. Okay, great. So you saw a need and you, you create a we lend LLC, which is kind of like a entity to help create this private money lending. And when you exactly. say private money, you mean really just borrow from other, from your neighbor or whoever that person was and just get money, right? Exactly. I mean, he, he was a, he was a family friend. Um, you know, he was very well off. I mean, he was doing what we were doing 30 years before us. Um, mm-hmm. so he knew the space, uh, just as well as I did. He knew all the contacts and, and, and people that I needed to speak to. He gave me a lot of advice. He gave me a lot of pitfalls to watch out for. And, you know, thankfully to him, I carry that with me. Right. So as a private lender today, not only do I want to provide the financing, low cost financing to my borrowers, but I also want to give them the guidance and the experience that I was able to acquire for for the many years that I've been buying and flipping myself. So, you know, I I appreciate all that he's done because he he not only gave me the opportunities to to be able to buy properties and do so on a on a high level, but he also gave me the opportunity to educate my borrowers today. Well that's wonderful. So you started flipping homes, is it in the Queens area, New York City area? Yeah. So Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, uh, Staten Island, Nassau, Suffolk County. I mean, we were kind of active throughout. Um, that's where opportunities uh, that we saw that we had direct access to. Uh, but, you know, even before flipping properties, I, I, I guess I kind of skipped that. I was wholesaling, right? Because when we started, when we started real estate, we, we didn't really have a lot, you know, behind our back, right? Again, humble beginnings, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm very proud of that. But Nevertheless, we had to wholesale properties to be able to 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 be able to build up the war chest that we needed to buy properties. Uh, so we have a little bit of experience in both, not only flipping, developing, but also wholesaling as well. Oh, great! Well, yeah, I know a lot of people from home beginnings come wholesaling because they didn't get the cash in need, right? You charge exactly. a percent fee or whatever fee it was to wholesale. Yeah. So you get you get a kind of like a, a arbitrage when you close. It was a, uh, and then exactly. after that, you have some money, then you can all go buy some down payment or go buy a house. Maybe Brooklyn. Brooklyn was a very hot area back then. If you it get was. it, you know, all that, those the homes are very valuable. So Forget it. I mean, I, I was looking at some properties many years back, you know, I think we were, we were flipping them for 300,000 and we were shocked that people were buying them for 300,000. Today, those same properties are well over, you know, north of 1.5 million. So yeah. who's the fool now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to imagine that because those homes are not even that nice inside, not even that nice. And you're like, why would it pay over a million dollars for a house? Oh it's, man, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. I mean, it's like gentrification—it's the power of gentrification, and that's exactly what it does. You know, it it it, it definitely makes it, and appreciates the values throughout. So that's exactly what it did, in specifically in Brooklyn and some parts of Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now Queens, uh, yeah, there's some nice parts. I love Forest Hills. Uh, Queens is a very nice area. Um, I'm actually originally from Forest Hills, so Forest Hills. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Forest Hills, and um, I live. I stayed up in Regal Park for like a year or so. Regal Park, so that's a very interesting love it. series. Yeah, the series. Robin I love Park. it. Awesome, awesome. So that's great. <laughs> so now, um, now this private lending. So does do, does anyone come to you for lending? Do you do lend that money from you? How do you charge? What's yeah. your what's what's your problem? yeah? Great, great question. So most of the type of well, the type of assets that we normally lend on, primarily lend on rather is residential. So it is multifamily. Um, it could be anything between one to four units. It could be all the way up to 250 units. 
um, or it could be a mixed use component, right? Mm. On the mixed use component, we want to see at least 51% or greater uh, residential. Um, so it's any, it's really primarily residential, uh, one to four units or greater. Um, you know, we finance up to 90% of the purchase, 100% of the construction. Most of our loans today are fix and flip value add, right? So borrowers buying properties that, you know, are in essence, there's some kind of value to add, right? There's some kind of renovation that's needed. Uh, there's, there's some kind of, they're buying them all at a discount, significant discount. Um, most of them are buying them at foreclosure auctions. Thankfully today, foreclosures are back on and, and rampant. Um, I think I, I read a report, I think on Friday, that foreclosures are back on by at least a, another 100% uh, since oh. 2021. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's majority of where our borrowers are buying properties today, right? Distressed properties, whether it's financially or uh, physically. Um, and again, we're going up to 90% of the purchase, 100% of the construction. Most of our loans are for a period of 12 months. Uh, however, they're usually repaid within about 11 months or so. Uh, rates starting at 7.99. Uh, we pride ourselves in being able to close very quickly. Uh, we, we usually close anywhere between five to seven business days. No bank statements, no tax returns required. You know, essentially, the focus when we're underwriting a loan is not the borrower. It's more or less the asset, right? That's the first focus is we're looking at the property. We're looking at its location. Uh, we're looking at its potential. Um, and so on. And then outside of that, of course, it's the borrower. We're looking at their experience. We're looking at their credit, making sure that their credit worthiness um, is up to par. You know, for us, 620 credit or anything above that is excellent credit. Now, would you, in, uh, is this considered hard money, like short-term hard money lending? Correct. You know, we, we in this space today, I think every private lender tries to shy away from hard money. You know, when I think of hard money, I'm not thinking of myself. I think mm -hmm. of an older, old school gentleman, the gentleman that used to, you know, lend me money that doesn't require any specific documents, doesn't require, you know, a scope of work or a credit check or what have you, but is charging you 15%. Mm -hmm. um, that's a hard money lender, right? It's charging you 15%, it's charging you four points. But again, he is a lot easier to work with, however, a lot more expensive. Private lending, I think, is a little differently in the sense that, you know, we're a bit more institutionalized. We treat this as a business, not as a one-off. You know, if someone calls me, great. Um, you know, it is a lot more institutionalized and Wall Street backed. And as a result, we're all far cheaper than your hard money lender. Yeah, because you said, you said 7%, you said you charged 7%, is that correct? So our rates go down to as low as 7.99, you know, on the fix and flip bridge side. Do you do new construction loan for like maybe 12 months, 24 months? And how much is that? Charge? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we have a ground up construction program as well. Rates there start at 9%. Uh, and the terms there are anywhere between 18 to 24 months. They're not the same as your fix and flip where a borrower comes in, you know, two months of construction, two months to sell. And on the sixth month, they're probably at the closing table. Um, you know, on the ground up construction, it usually takes a little longer. So as a result, we, we offer 18 to 24 month loans. And other interest only loans? Correct. These are all interest-only loans. We do have a 30-year program as well. Uh, so essentially, we're able to offer borrowers a 5-1-arm, five, five 7-1-arm, 10-1-arm, or 30-year fix. Uh, mm -hmm. Rates there, due to the Feds you know, increasing their rates, they're fluctuating almost on a daily basis. You know, I, If you were come to me about four months ago, I was able to extend the rate of you know, probably low to mid-fours. Today, we're locking our rates in right around 6%. 
those are essentially DSCR loans, debt service coverage ratio loans. We're not looking at the borrower. These are non-consumer loans. These are investment type loans. We're not looking at the borrower. We're looking at the property's income producing uh, potential or currently what it's producing. And we just want to make sure that it's producing enough to service our debt uh, and plus bring a bar, the borrower at least another 15% profit. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Now in your construction, do you have what we'll call a temporary perm where you lend out 24 months and then you can refinance or something move to a permanent loan? Yeah, absolutely. So most of our borrowers today, they're taking advantage of our 30-year product. Um, at least they used to, um, you know, bef- when the rates were as low as they were and inflation was rampant, r- you know, rents were, 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 were on the incline. Uh, so borrowers were taking advantage of our 30-year program. A lot of them were taking the bridge financing. They were buying properties, whether they were building them up from the ground up or they were br- just bringing some kind of value to the property by renovating it. Um, and then ultimately refinancing into a 30-year product. Uh, okay. So many of our borrowers were taking advantage of that. You know, I did at some point uh, recommend my borrowers to do it because the rates were so historically low. Although today, you know, the rates are still historically low because I remember, you know, back in 2017, you know, 18, when I was a, a loan officer, you know, you were lending uh, rates. The rates average rate was right around nine and a half, ten percent. Those are consumer type loans, right? Those are owner occupied type properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, you know, the rates are right around, I would say, high fives, uh, mid sixes. Um, so historically, they're still low, although many of our borrowers today look at those rates and they say, wow, it's so high. Um, no, they're not, right? Because yeah. in essence, it may just continue going up. Um, and that's, yeah. that's the view that, that many of us in the industry have today. Yeah, yeah, I think it's historically low because back then it was much higher. I mean, I remember six percent or even like what was it? So you know, it's not that high right now. So. It's not. I mean, look, if you look at it from from you know four months standpoint of view, yes, it's high. But if you look at it from a ten year standpoint of view, what happened ten years ago or twenty years ago? Uh, maybe ten years ago is not accurate, but twenty years ago, uh, the rates today are low. And, and how do you feel about this inflation? And do you think in a few years it'll curtail and go back lower? You think, or what's your what's your trend on that one? You know, it's it's hard to predict. You know, what we are seeing is people have liquidity today. There's a lot of money out today. You know, obviously, uh, with 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 COVID, all the workouts that that the government provide, all the SBA loans. I think many of the people um, are sitting on a lot of dry powder. Uh, housing is strong. If you look at it from that perspective, right? You know, properties values are still going up. Borrowers today or buyers today, they actually are still buying properties regardless of how low the rate is because their viewpoint on it is, I'd rather lock in the rate today regardless of how high it is because they foresee that the rate's going to continue going up and they're sitting on dry powder. So they'd rather take advantage of the rate being today at 6% versus waiting two or three years and it being potentially at 8%. Um, so, so housing is still strong. Liquidity is out there. Um, yes, we, we do have a supply shortage. You know, today I'm still waiting for many of the things that I've ordered six months ago. Um, but in essence, I think, you know, the economy itself is strong. It's just a matter of where the rates are going to go and what are the feds going to do to be able to, to plateau it and bring an equilibrium to it. And I, I, I wish I had a crystal ball, but I don't. But I yeah. think that housing is going to stay strong for at least another year to two years. Especially in New York City, I'm very curious because New York City has always been booming all this time. It's very expensive. How do people really afford it? If you're a middle-class New Yorker and you have a regular job in like, let's say just, you know, New York City, 
I don't yeah. think you can afford those prices that I'm seeing out there. So I'm just like, how do they people afford that? I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, many of the borrowers today, they're qualifying because they have liquidity, right? They, and in addition to that, I think many of the borrowers, you know, buyers today, when they're, when they're looking at a property, they're looking at the properties, you know, income producing potential, right? So, you know, many of the people that we're looking at today, they're, they're buying two units. And the reason why is because they're, they're planning, at least from our perspective, they're planning to live in one unit and then rent out the other. And that helps them qualify for oh, a conventional yeah. loan. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the perspective that many of them have today. Now, just to be clear, we don't make conventional loans. We don't actually lend on owner-occupied properties. We're only lending on investment-type properties, non-consumer-type loans, also known as business purpose loans. Oh, I see. So you don't you don't lend like regular um, regular loans, like do you fixed mortgage? You, you know, owner-occupied or something. Like that. Exactly. So owner-occupied-type loans we don't make. Uh, we do, you know, have thirty-year loans for investment-type properties, uh, business purpose loans. But you know, in that perspective, again, we're not looking at the borrower's income as a conventional lender would. We don't look at their tax returns or bank statements. We're looking at the property and the asset is our focus. Okay, good. That's good. So you, I guess you don't need no FICO score, nothing like that really as a qualifier. Yeah, FICO is is still a factor, but it's not a major factor. You know, mm-hmm. 620 credit for us is excellent credit. Um, although our average FICO today is 693. Uh, but I would say most of our borrowers today are real estate investors. Um, they don't have like a W-2 job, a paying job or anything to that effect. Um, their only job is buying, selling, flipping, developing real estate. Um, so these are all experienced real estate developers and investors just like yourself. Okay. Okay, great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great, Ruben. How people reach out to you to want to talk about your, your program? We lend. Yeah, they, they can reach us directly at uh, on our phone, 212-777-7780. Uh, they could also visit our website, www.welendllc.com. And they could also visit any of our social media platforms. I mean, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and we're even on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and our handle is We Lend LLC. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Ruben. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information, you can find us online at www.graystonecapgroup.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. See you again next time.